Joining me now is former Minnesota Golden Gophers quarterback Tanner Morgan. In his six years at Minnesota, he threw for 9,400 yards and 65 touchdowns and actually broke the record for most wins by a quarterback in Gophers history. He also played on the Pittsburgh Steelers and Minnesota Vikings for a short time. Please welcome Tanner Morgan. How are you doing, Tanner? I'm doing fantastic, man. Thank you for having me on. And to start off, do you want to share some of your favorite memories when you played on the Gophers? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing I think about in, my, in terms of my favorite memories are just kind of being with uh, my teammates, people who, yeah. who made, you know, uh, a large impact on me and just kind of those moments. But in terms of, you know, on the field, right, because in terms of your teammates, right, when you when you have a common goal with other people and you spend so much time together, um, it's really a special thing. Um, and it's not really uh, replicable in other areas, but it creates bonds um, that stay together for, for a lifetime. And I'm grateful to have those relationships. Uh, and then I think also, you know, uh, Penn State in 2019 is definitely one, right? I think that's a game that a lot of people um, have at the top of their minds in terms of, you know, Gophers games in the last 10 years or so. Uh, but for me, I think about one you know, as I've reflected more, is in, in 2020, we beat Purdue. Um, we were in a tough spot of the season, coming off two losses. We were one and two, I believe. And we won that game by the skin of our teeth. Um, and just the joy on, on uh, offense coordinator at that time, Mike Sanford Jr. and, and Coach Fleck, and, and my face just to have the relief of finding a win, um, I think was a, a cool experience for me to – you know, to, to be with the team and, and fight through a lot of adversity and find a way uh, to get a win. So that's definitely one that is up there for me that probably not a lot of people would think about. Yeah, cool. And you mentioned all those players that you're around and all the team chemistry that you've kind of developed and of the common goal of all of those players and coaches that you worked with in the six years at Minnesota, who made the biggest impact on you? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I think in terms of coaches, uh, two people who made uh, definitely the biggest impact on me are, are Coach Fleck and Coach Soraka. Um, you know, and I, I say that because, you know, they're two, two great men who, um, you know, I'll have relationships with. Um, for for a, hopefully a really really long time, uh, but every coach I think I had at the U, most of them, I think I all kind of looked up to as mentors because they all um, in my life positively. So that just goes to show what those guys meant to me, and um, definitely those two though uh, made a huge impact on my life, and um, they just imparted a ton of wisdom in me and and. Um, had a ton of confidence and belief in me as a player and as a person as well. And to shift over to your short NFL time, you know, being on the Steelers, playing in training camp and preseason, seeing all these guys, I think it's around 90 guys join a team in around July or August. Who impressed you the most during training camp and preseason? Yeah, I think um, in Pittsburgh in my time there, uh, there was a lot of guys that were making a lot of plays, um, you know, and one of the things that I think 
you know, as as a guy that was in my position who was kind of fighting and, and scratching just just to get reps, um, you know, Kenny Pickett definitely impressed me just with how mature he was yeah. uh, being a second year player um, and the way that that his approach to it was and how competitive he was. I thought that was uh, something that was pretty awesome uh, to see, especially being in the room with him. Um, and then uh, Pickens was just uh, a beast oh, yeah. as well. So seeing him seeing him work and make plays was was pretty special to see. And I know you were talking a little bit about like you were you were one of the guys that was kind of just fighting for reps and maybe even fighting well fighting for a spot on the final 53. How did you overcome all those mental challenges of just not making a final NFL roster? Yeah, I think I think just understanding that it was a blessing to 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 be there, right? Yeah. Um and it didn't go the way that I had planned it. Um but to be there was a blessing, right? And so to look at it with a negative attitude or anything like that um, would be to to sacrifice, you know, the the blessing that God had put me there and everything that I do just to just to have an opportunity to be in that locker room and to have a seat. Um, and again, it wasn't for a long time, but I'm grateful for for that experience. Mm-hmm. And to kind of piggyback off that question, before you were ever signed to a team before the whole NFL draft and UDFA signing process was going on, what were you really hoping to accomplish in the NFL? Yeah, I think it, it it's different, right? For me, I didn't know exactly what it would look like. I knew it would be a grind. Um, but of course, like I was hoping to, to stay there longer, longer than I have. Right. Um, and that's kind of what my dream was, but um, you know, I think about it this way is, that I was lucky enough and and blessed enough to be able to, you know, live out my dream and, and play at a, at a Big Ten school and, and start for five years. Um, and then to even be able to be in the NFL, even though it was for a short time period so far, that it was something that I'm grateful and thankful that I had the opportunity and the experience. And I know you, you had some, you played a little bit in the preseason games, but like, how do you handle the stress of playing in those games and being on the sideline in front of who, how many ten thousands of fans? Like, how do you handle all that? Yeah, I think when you're on the field and you're playing, it's just like you're playing football, right? Um, and I think when you're in a competitive environment, all you're thinking about is succeeding and and uh, doing your job to the best of your ability and, and competing to win. Um, so the other stuff, I think the stress is really it. It comes down to you know, do you have a fear of failure? Because um, if you have a fear of failure, it's really hard to perform and you really have to surrender and surrender the result of the outcome, right? Whether it's good or bad, it's really not up to you. As long as you do everything you can, you know, to be at your best in those moments, I think that allows you to play freely. And I think that's something that applies to life too, is just surrendering the result or the outcome of the business sale uh, of the exam of you know i'm evangelizing these people and and whether they they meet jesus or not or whether you know whether i can connect these people or whatever your situation may be is surrender the result and just do your absolute best Uh, so that's that's a phrase that i think about often and that i kind of carry with me in my day-to-day life yeah cool and this is kind of just a fun question i've i've heard this in a couple different interviews i know it might have been Derrick Henry talked about this on a podcast, but how would you compare the difficulty of playing in a college football game like Big Ten, go for D1 football to like an NFL game? 
Yeah. Um, so now I didn't, I didn't play in a regular season game, so it's different. Right. But mm-hmm. it's really, it's really the same thing, to be honest with you. There's just better players across the board. Right. So, you know, if you were able to, to think about, you know, this team had a weak corner to the field, we'll, we'll be able to win one-on-one matchups against him. In the NFL, you don't really get that. Um, everyone's good and the, the talent gap is very small, but uh, in my limited experience, I didn't see it a big difference. The game is just, is just, uh, you know, definitely a little bit faster. Yeah. And when you got signed to the Steelers as a UDFA after the draft, you were the third quarterback on the roster at that mm-hmm. moment. When you like first got signed, got to the facility and all that, did you think you could make the 53 man roster or at least the practice squad? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, I definitely did at the time. And, and I thought that, and that's kind of the attitude I did, right? I didn't want to go into an attitude of I didn't want to make it. Um, but, you know, I knew that the Steelers had kept three quarterbacks on their active roster for the last, you know, 12 plus years. Yeah. And, well, at the time there was only three. So I liked my odds. I knew they were going to bring in another guy, but, you know, it really just depended on who they brought in as the fourth um, for how it all was going to shake out. <laughs> And in your short time in the NFL, how big of an impact did the coaches like Mike Tomlin and Kevin O'Connell and all those other like coordinators and coaches and just those guys have on you? Yeah, I think they made a big impact, right? Um, you know, just learning from Tomlin, being around him, a strong leader, guy yeah. who works really hard. There's a lot of Tomlinisms that I still think about a lot. Um, he's a fantastic football coach. Uh, and gets the best out of his team. Um, you know, Matt Canada, uh, obviously he got fired this year in Pittsburgh, but, um, you know, I thought he did a great job, and, and I learned a lot from him as well. And then, you know, obviously Coach Sully, who was the quarterback coach with the Steelers, I learned a ton from, um, you know, still text him here and there uh, about scheme and, and different things. And then, and then the guys at the Vikings were awesome. Uh, I learned a ton from them. Uh, they were all super friendly. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough great things about those guys. And going back to the very short time you spent on the Minnesota Vikings, what was it like being in the quarterback room with Kirk Cousins and just being in with him and around him with his very, like, I don't know how to say it, but his very positive attitude? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, he was very authentic, a very authentic person, Yeah, um, which I thought was was pretty cool. And also, I think, um, you know, he was very positive, very authentic, but he was very deliberate um, with his time and he used it to the best of his ability. And so that's something that I definitely took away is, you know, he maximized every minute, um, didn't waste much time and he utilized every minute of the day. Yeah. Now that we're on the topic of him, one thing I love so much is, how how open he is about his faith in Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. just like I've just seen sometimes he, he'll be talking in front of a crowd and he'll he'll bring up and he'll like relate it to football and it'll be it'll he'll make like perfect comparisons and I'll always say like football's football's kind of down here but Jesus is the most important and like one day I think one of his most famous quotes of that is one day football's going to end but like my faith is never going to end. And I just like mm-hmm. love that. And that's, that's made a huge yeah. impact on me. Yeah. And that's really good. 
And now next question, kind of going back to the Gophers. You're, I heard you're um, an offensive analyst for the Gophers now. Mm -hmm. So what is it like being able to kind of coach and mentor all your former Gopher teammates? Yeah. So um, I, I was until January, um, but it was, it was awesome. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, I loved it. Um, it's definitely, definitely a, a tough lifestyle for sure, but you know, it was, it was awesome to learn from the other coaches and then awesome to be able to, to be in there and help out the guys. Um, and obviously I have a ton of pride, uh, you know, for, for, you know, the U as an alumni and, you know, for the, for the people in that building, because they mean a lot to me. So, you know, very thankful that I had the opportunity to do that. And, and it was really fun and I had a blast doing it. Yeah. And how do you balance your football life over here? Like, Con, like always in practice what it seems like and on the grind of like watching film doing all this different stuff because as the quarterback you're you're gonna have so many more responsibilities and like your family life with who are like the most important people to you and a lot of other people yeah I think the word balance is kind of funny right um there's never really a balance it's kind of a trade-off and it's also, um, I think, just in our society, too, the more that we try to use the word balance, the more that we try to balance our lives, it's really us trying to take control of the reins and us saying, that's when I'm going to do this and this is when I'm going to do that. Um, when in reality, you know, for me as a believer, it's, you know, give the fruit, first fruits of your day to Jesus. And, you know, I don't always do that. Um, there's times where I hit that snooze button for sure. Um, but if you, if you let him balance it the way that he wants it, everything will all work out according to the way that he wants it to. Right. So I think less balance and more, um, just do what, what God's put in front of you and, and everything will all yeah. work out together. And on the topic of that, in what ways has Jesus helped you the most in your football career at Minnesota? Yeah, drastically. So at Minnesota is when I really started following Christ. Um, and, you know, during that time, I had really high highs and extremely uh, lows, right? Extremely low lows. So I think the big thing was understanding that my identity wasn't as being a son of God, was being a new creation in Christ Jesus because he died for me at Calvary, resurrected, right? And allowed me to have relationship with the Father here on life, here in this life, and also gave me eternal life he gave me life and life more abundantly but it all comes down to came down to identity for me as if I identified myself more as being a quarterback and letting the the world what the world saw me as is as a quarterback at the U of M or am I going to identify myself as what I truly am first which is a son of God believer of Christ and everything else flows yeah. from there um and then that's where it, it all came from because you know um they're going to love you when you're up. They're going to hate you when you're down. That's the reality of, of, of being in sports. Right. And you, you can look at anybody competing at a high level. Right. Um, if they're not succeeding, they're going to want the next guy, the next person. They're going to want to new, want the new thing. So that's what I think it comes down to. And, um, you know, that's what really always stuck out to me is I got to put my identity in Christ first. And I often had to remind myself that. Yeah, thank you so much for hopping on for an interview. It was so cool to 
hear about all your times at the U of M and playing in the NFL and all those guys that that helped you and affected you. And of course, most importantly, talking about your faith in Jesus Christ. I think it's it's so important to have that now in this time and age where that's kind of getting shut down. But like it's it's still so important and it needs to be at the top. So, yeah, thank you so much for hopping on for an interview. It was great to talk to you. I'm glad we finally got to do this. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, thank you for having me on, man. Keep going. Uh, big fan of yours and just continue to, uh, to change other people's lives, man.